Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Get Up 10, and this week is just me. We're having a solo episode, and it's a quick hitter, because I know that when I bring my special guest on, we be chatting, an hour could go by in the blink of an eye, but this week is just me, and I spoke from the heart, and it took me about 30 minutes to get through, so you know, not everything needs to be like dragged out and long all the time sometimes what you need is something quick to keep you going keep you encouraged so I hope that that is what this week is we are talking about God's plan versus my plan and it's learning from the story of Abraham and Sarah which if you know anything about them they are one of the examples of faith and God's promises in the word so we're getting into it don't worry if you've never read their story because I'm about to give you some of it. And I also want to give a special thank you to everybody who got their ticket for the Push Brunch this weekend. The event is sold out. So I'm really excited for that experience that's coming up this weekend. And I hope y'all got your copies of Thrive. I'm not going to say too much. Just check the show notes if you don't know what I'm talking about. But without further ado, let's get into it. Hey guys, so I have notes tonight, but not too many notes, so we'll just see how this goes. So I did a poll, 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 a few weeks ago, and I asked you guys what you want to hear about, and the two topics were like God's plans versus my plans, and then the other one was like values, beliefs, and convictions. Like what are they and why do they matter? And so the results were even split 50-50. So we're going to be talking about both of them. But I really just wanted to come talk about this one first because it's really been on my heart. And it gets a little juicy. And it's just the other one I do have to do some research. I do have to get some uh definitions for y'all and really put my thoughts together but this one i really can like talk from the heart with so i figured let's talk about it god's plans versus my plans god's way versus my way what does that mean what does that look like and before we even get into it i just want to remind you all that on march 2nd in Austell, georgia we are having the push brunch ladies get in the room we're gonna have a time and if you're watching this live, I might be giving away a ticket tomorrow, so I'm just going to throw that out there. But yeah, I don't think I have too many other announcements other than have you got my book Thrive. But anyways, enough of announcements. I really want to get into this topic, God's plans versus my plans, God's way versus my way. And this story is definitely inspired by Abraham and Sarah. I know some of y'all haven't really opened your Bibles in a while, and that's okay. Don't worry about it. I got you. I got the verses right here. But every time that I hear the story of Abraham and Sarah, it's so easy to read Bible stories and see people that make mistakes and be like, oh, no, I know better. That's not me. Or like when you read the Bible and it talks about the fool and the wise and you'll be like, yeah, that's me, the wise, because <laughs> I'm not the fool. But let's be real, sometimes we are the fool, sometimes we are the one making the mistakes, sometimes we are the one just out here wilding. It is what it is. 
And the story of Abraham and Sarah is one where I honestly really see myself in it and not for the greatness, but also for the mistakes that was made. So without further ado, um, I do have a couple scriptures I want to read. And before I get into this deep, my phone just told me the battery's gonna die. So let me go plug in my phone because I need y'all to hear all of this. All right, so the first scripture that I wanna start with is Genesis 12. And I do not have the verses, but I think it's like the first three or four verses that I'm gonna be reading from. So Genesis 12, this is such a pivotal passage in the Bible. It's God's promise to Abraham. Anyways, the Lord has said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went as the Lord told him and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. So, why is our webcam? Okay, anyways. <laughs> um, this passage is really incredible. It's God's promise to Abraham. And even though, it's also God's call on Abraham's life. And if you don't know, I did start a master's degree in from a theology school, it's called the Masters of Global Leadership. But anyways, we studied this passage and we were talking about um, what it means for us today because if you don't know, I'm gonna let you know right now that there is a call on your life. And so Abraham receives his call directly from God. And I think if you spend time with God, he'll reveal his call for your life as well. And if you get in his word, his call will just become even more obvious. So anyways, we all have a call. We all have a word that's over our life. And this is Abraham's from God that he's going to be made into a great, a great nation is going to come from him. He's going to be blessed, but there is some action that had to happen before that could even start to transpire, which was from for him to leave where he's from, to leave his father's home, his people, and to go where where the Lord was going to show him. So it did take some action and some faith on his part. And also the fact that he was 75, okay? He wasn't no young boy, fresh out of school, ready for life. He was 75. But he obeys. And obedience is key. But anyways, fast forward a little, a little bit. Because there's some other things that happen in between the story that I'm sharing. There's... a um. Some situations with Lot and other things. So feel free to read your Bible, okay? But I'm going to jump forward to chapter 16, which says, Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian slave named Hagar. So she said to Abram, The Lord has kept me from having children. Go sleep with my slave. Perhaps I can build a family through her. So Abram agreed, side eye. Abram agreed to what Sarah said. So after Abram had been living in Canaan 10 years, Sarah, his wife, took her Egyptian slave Hagar and gave her to her husband to be his wife. 
he slept with Hagar and she conceived. When she knew she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. Drama. Okay. So if you're just like, what? Um, Sarai, Abraham's wife, decides like, in a way I'm having a baby at this age. So you know what? Here's my young servant girl. Go ahead and sleep with her. Y'all have a baby and we'll start the family that way. She comes up with her own plan, not God's promise, okay? Her own plan. And and then drama ensues. And let me just say this. If you've never read the story of Hagar, especially as a woman, because I love to read about women in the Bible, so powerful. It's the first time that, I heard that it's the first time that somebody gives God a name, like Elroy, the God who sees me. Anyways, super powerful passage. Go read it. But that's not what we're going to talk about today. So, where did I leave off? All right, let's fast forward again. So remember, Abraham has a promise that he's going to be a father of a great nation. Him and his wife are both old. They don't believe that the promise is possible. And so they take matters into their own hands. And then... They take Sarah especially takes matters into her own hands, thinking she's never going to have a baby. She gives her husband permission to sleep with her maidservant, and he does. And <laughs> what do you know? They have a baby. Fast forward to chapter 17 now, when Abram was 99 years old. Side note, I wanted to read Hebrews 11:12 because I read it a couple weeks ago, and I just thought it was so funny because it's talking about Abraham. And he says, it says, therefore, from one man and him as good as dead. Like, they couldn't just say a really old guy. They had to say as good as dead. Him as good as dead. We're born many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand, which is by the seashore. So that was Hebrews 11, 12, because I just thought it was so funny. As good as dead. But anyways, back to Genesis. Um, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Then I will make my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. Abraham fell face down. Oh, I skipped forward again. Because uh, that was verse 1 and 2. So now verse 17. Abraham fell face down. He laughed and said to himself, Will a son be born to a man a hundred years old? Will Sarah bear a child at the age of 90? And Abram said to God, If only Ishmael might live under your blessing. Then God said, Yes, but your wife Sarah will bear you a son, and you will call him Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. And as for Ishmael, I have heard you. I will surely bless him. I will make him fruitful and greatly increase his numbers. He will be the father of 12 rulers and I will make him into a great nation. So as I was preparing my notes for this live, for this podcast, however you're listening to it, I never really noticed that Abraham also asked for his son that is already existing, is already born to be blessed. And that hit me because even though Ishmael coming into the story was not exactly what God meant when he talks about a nation. The fact of the matter is that it happened and he's here. 
And I love that God was like, I will take care of him. And that's really comforting to me because as I'm going to share in a little bit, I very much lived my life according to my ways and my plans before. And it didn't work out so good, but I got a beautiful daughter out of it. And I love that God was like, I will bless your son that you already have. Because to me, that's like you you made some choices that I didn't intend for, but I'm still able to work it for good. I'm still able to make a blessing out of it. So I really appreciated that because I never noticed that before. And moving forward, chapter 18, verse 10 through 15. Then one of them said, I will surely return to you about, oh, there's um, three visitors pull up on Abraham. So that's where we are. Then one of them said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent, which was behind him. Abraham and Sarah were already very old, and Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, after I am worn out and my Lord is old, will I now have this pleasure? The Lord, then the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say, will I really have a child now that I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid, so she lied and said, I did not laugh. But he said, yes, you did laugh. And I love this passage because um, verse 14 is anything too hard for the Lord? All right, mic drop right there because nothing is impossible for God. And then the fact that Sarah laughed and then when got when she got called out on it, she was like, no, I didn't. But like, you're lying to God. So he knows what you did. But anyways, the last scripture that I'm going to read is how the story ends. And that is in chapter 21 verses one through two. Now the Lord was gracious to Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. She became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age at the very time that God had promised him. So God was good on his word because he's faithful. He does what he said he's going to do. And he's good on his promises. So, yeah, that's all my notes. <laughs> the rest is from the heart. God's plan versus my plans. God's way versus my way. So as I mentioned in the beginning, when I read the story of Sarah and Abraham, it really resonates with me because I definitely know what it's like to have a word or a promise over your life, but you're not really sure how it's gonna come to pass, how it's gonna happen. And so you just decide to take matters into your own hand and leave God out of it and make it happen on your own. And it's a hot mess. I've been there, done that story in my life. So I wanted to share about it because maybe you're wondering like, what's God's plans and what's his way in and how do I know that's different from what I want and my ways. And so for me, the way that I can relate to this story of Abraham and Sarah is because I have always wanted to be somebody's wife from a very young age to the point where like I always had a crush in elementary school and as I got older 
towards like the end of high school, college years, I was very much like, I have my whole wedding planned out. I just need the man wherever he's going to fit in. Like, okay. Uh, I posted this picture on my story the other day and it was this wedding and the sign said like, I'm going to get the name wrong, but it doesn't matter. Like Laura's wedding featuring Jeffrey. And I thought that was hilarious because that was definitely my mentality as a girl. Like I'm just trying to get married and whoever wants in on it is great. You just fit right in. I already got everything planned out. Don't worry about it. You just fit right in here. And that's how I used to think. And so I just wanted to be in a relationship. I wanted to be in a marriage so bad that I got tired of getting my heart broken when I would get into these relationships that was just not it that was no good and so I remember when I met my ex-husband I was just in the place of like I'm tired of getting my heart broken like I'm tired of starting over I'm tired of you know like going through the emotions with these men, like, this is it. This is going to be it. I just, it feels right. It feels good. Something about it feels familiar. And so I'm just going to go with it. And that was my mentality. And I was so stubborn and hard-headed. Everything around me was like, no, this is not it. This is not the guy. This is not the one. But I just ignored all of that because I was like, no, it is. It is. I don't care. It is. I'll make it the one. It will be the one. And that's just not a good way of entering marriage or a relationship <laughs> learn from firsthand experience and i totally threw god's counsel and wisdom out the window because i just wanted what i wanted to happen and i was definitely operating in my plans because my plans was get this nursing degree graduate school with honors travel the world make good money get married have babies that was my life plans at in college like I wasn't really thinking too big because when you're really thinking big about purpose and vision it will be bigger than just your life that you affect so anyways I was only thinking about me myself and I and I wasn't trying to do nothing too crazy you know get money have a nice husband have some babies and ride happily ever after into the sunset like that's all i wanted that was my plans very small because god always has bigger and i think that's another way that you can tell the difference between your plans and god's plans is your plans will be limited but god's plans is always bigger than you can ever imagine bigger and better may i add and so when i read the story of sarah and how she was like, ain't no way I'm having a baby. I'll just make it happen on my own and take matters into her own hands. It reminds me of my mentality of like, I just want to be a wife. I'll, I, this is the guy. I don't care what anybody else says. And so the fact that God still made good on his promise to her is just so beautiful to me because it's like even our mistakes don't stop God from doing what he's going to do. And I know that applies to my life as well as I'm in this season of waiting to see the fulfillment of his promises and his word over my own life. Except now I know better than to try to make his plans happen on my terms and my timeline. And so it's very interesting. <laughs> People always like to point out like the, the, the years that go by in the story of Abraham 
and it's valid like time definitely does go by like it's easy to read a bible story and think that it's just that's how it happened but that's not how it happened there was time in between and so i think it's the same way with our lives like we have a timeline but sometimes god needs there to be time in between and yeah so i just want to share that because i really just relate to that and when it comes to god's plans and my plans it's amazing what you will see what you will learn what you will hear when you are submitted to his leadership because like i mentioned like my plans were just so small they were only focused on me but god's plans were just so much bigger and i just really want to say that again like whatever he has for you it's so much bigger and because it's so much bigger it means that you can't do it on your own it means that you're going to need divine intervention you're going to need him to move you're going to need him to come through you're going to need him to make the connections you're going to need him to fund the vision where he provides vision there will be provision i believe that wholeheartedly another way it's, i've heard it said is that where god guides he provides and i know that to be true and I think that's why, to be honest, God's plans and God's ways, it could be a little scary because it's so much bigger than what we're able to handle on our own. But I think that's the point because we have this temptation to live our lives independent, to live our lives like we don't need him. And we all know there's this independent woman culture that says, I got it, I don't need no help, I'm gonna make it happen for me, myself, and I. And that's cute, but you're not gonna get as far as if you are open and dependent on God. Like, he's gonna come through for you, he's not gonna let you down. And that's something that my therapist told me a few weeks ago, that it's like, God is not teasing you. And I never heard anybody say that before, and it just hit different because I know what it's like to be disappointed by a person. I know what it's like for somebody to say something and they don't do what they said they were going to do or they betray you, whatever. I know what that's like, but I never thought about like, oh, like God is not trying to tease me. Like he means what he said. He's going to do what he said he would do. And so the, the thing about God's plans and God's ways is that he doesn't want to give you something and then have to like take it away he wants to give you something and like multiply it and make it bigger and make it sustainable make it generational and so because of that there's a process that you have to go through in order to become the version of yourself that's able to really steward his promises and his word properly and that's where a lot of us, that's where a lot of us would, we get uncomfortable in the process because I don't know about y'all, but I'm a big vision girl. I like to see this is where we started and this is where we're ending and we'll figure it out in between because I see the big picture. I'm a big picture girl. But what God is showing me is that there is magic in the process. There is beautiful moments in the in-between, in the everyday moments in the everyday chores 
that he has for us to learn from, to go from. There's so many, like, things. I hate to use that word because I want to be more specific. But, like, from point A to point B, wherever he's taking you, there's still so much goodness in between that he has for you that you in your impatience and your immaturity would just skirt, skirt, run right past. But God in his goodness, there's goodness in the journey. There's joy in the journey. And I need that reminder sometimes because I'll be like, God, where the promise at? All right, you said this and I don't see it. What's going on? But that's because I'm on my timeline and not his. And another thing about God's way versus our ways is that God's ways is not our ways, okay? God's ways, like the Bible literally says that his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. And that's 100% true. So like while you're sitting here trying to make sense of things in your little brain, it's just like a waste of time because whatever you could think of, He's going to do it his way. It, it might be different. It might be way different from anything that you ever thought. And so it's really important to let, like, release that desire for control and just, like, get into alignment with what he's doing. And that's a beautiful place to be because when the term that I love is co-laborer. And when you are a co-laborer with God, and let me say this, co-laborer means that there's work to be done. So when you're working alongside God, I love it because it's guaranteed success, it's guaranteed harvest, it's guaranteed money, it's guaranteed... And when I say money, I don't mean literal money, but I mean that could be an outcome. What I'm saying is that when you decide to get into alignment and partnership with God, it's guaranteed good results, Okay. He's the winning team. <laughs> so that's another thing. Because your way is cute, right? It's it's real cute to just live how you want to live. Do what you want to do. Do what makes you happy. And all the things that we love to say and repost and blah, blah, blah. But your way is only going to take you but so far. Like if you really want to see a fulfilling, purposeful, impactful life, you got to get in partnership with the creator. Like that's just it and be comfortable with the fact that his ways is not your ways his plans is not your plans but there's goodness in the journey and the end result will be beautiful because he does things to completion and he does beautiful things and so maybe you have a promise over your life which if you are following Jesus Christ, I know for a fact you do have a promise over your life. You do have a word over your life. But it's not going to come to pass without God, without divine intervention, without his guidance, without his wisdom, without his resources, okay? And so I just want to encourage you, maybe you've been living life for yourself. You've been doing things your way. You've been focused on me, myself, and I, and what makes me happy and whatever feels good for me. I want to encourage you to pause and especially if you have been living that way and it hasn't been working out for you if you're unhappy i want to encourage you to just pause and like really get with god 
ask him to remind you or to reveal to you what is your word over my life what is the promises that you have given to me and help me to live in alignment with those things help me to live with those things in mind as i go about my day help me to have an awareness of your presence your purpose and your plan and let me tell you something in the same way when we were when i was reading the scriptures earlier how abraham asked like can you bless can you bless ishmael still and god was like yeah i'm gonna bless ishmael but i'm still gonna do what i said i was gonna do know that god is able to do the same thing for your life your life is not wrecked your life is not so broken your life is not trash that god cannot take what has already happened and redeem it and restore it i just want to say that because it's so important i know we are so hard on ourselves and we think that what's already in the past was done is done and we can't do anything about it and and maybe we can't but god can and the thing that I've learned about walking with God is that like, even though he has, um, like the thing about walking with God is that he's always working. He's preparing us. He has been preparing us before we were even aware of what was going on. He was already putting pieces of the puzzle together. He was already writing things in the book. He was already working things out, even when we were oblivious to it. And so, your past is not too far gone that God can't redeem or restore it. But I need you to do better this time and wait for his promises because they're going to come to pass and it's going to be beautiful and it's going to have a huge impact, bigger than you could have ever imagined. So that's my two cents on God's plans versus my plans, God's way versus my way. I hope that made a little bit of sense to y'all. I hope that the uploads is uploading and all that because I get so tired of technology. My phone is forever full. I really need to fix it. But that's all I got. I just pray that you was encouraged. Thank you to everybody who tuned in live. And this will be reposted as a podcast because I know I'm not going to sit on nobody's live for an extended period of time, but I will listen to a podcast. So don't worry, there will be a replay. And yeah, have a good night. Bye.